0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. I'm Tony Kerr and alongside me is Gareth the Prevo. Hi Tony. Uh, Gareth, a massive week for rugby in the islands. Uh, next Saturday, Guernsey Raiders and Jersey Reds will go head-to-head in the first Siam Cup ...for two and a half years. Uh, Not just that, the fixture at Foots Lane... ...marks the centenary of the trophy itself... ...being created. Uh, In a moment we'll hear your chat... ...with three stalwarts of winning Sarnian sides... ...from down the years. Um, First though, let's just touch on that history. Um, The creation of the Siam Cup... Uh, somewhat steeped in mystery and uh, intrigue. Now, this fixture should have been played last year, of course. Um, 1920 was when the trophy itself was created, but it wasn't until 35 it was actually played for by the rugby clubs. Just fill in that blank if you could.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a bit hard. I mean, if you sort of do the Google of the Simon Cup, you come up with about five different stories as to sort of how it ended up um being a rugby trophy in, in the channel islands um it, it was definitely um made from melted down um siamese coins um and created by um the silversmith to the king back in those days and it was uh, brought to the islands like you say in 1920 um it was always intended, uh, apparently, to be a rugby trophy. It was just um, rugby had sort of like disappeared a bit from the islands and it was, it was the whole idea of it was to sort of reinvigorate the sport here. Um, and eventually it worked, I suppose. There, there are rumours that it was for a while a darts trophy and a billiards trophy, I think, at various stages. Um, but um, yes, like you say, in 1935, the, the islands rugby clubs did come together to contest uh, the Siam Cup for the first time and it 's basically been played ever since barring the the occupation when the cup mysteriously disappeared, so that the um, the Germans could not um could not take it away from the Islanders, and it uh, magically reappeared, I think, in 1946. Yeah, very um, convenient.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, there's going to be a couple more centenaries to come, isn't there? There's going to be the centenary of the first match between Guernsey and Jersey Rugby Clubs. I guess once we get to the 100th staging of the Siam, that'll be a big occasion. But for this one, um, it is the creation of the trophy marking, and that is significant. It's a, a hugely historic item for the sport as well, and the original now sits at Twickenham.
1: That's right. Yeah, if you go to the museum at Twickenham, the RFU Museum, uh, it's, it's there in all its glory. It's um, sort of proudly um, seen as, as the second oldest uh, trophy in rugby history behind only the Calcutta Cup, which is, of course, contested between England and Scotland every year. So, yeah, it, it's got a very rich history, even if it's a bit um, blurry as to, to what the history is. But um, I think the, the, the whole history of the Siam is pretty obvious when you speak to members of both clubs and I find it always makes me laugh if you speak to a new member of the Guernsey Rugby Club, if they've sort of come over from anywhere off Ireland, you ask them, have you heard about the Siam Cup? And they say, Yes, straight away they're told exactly how important this is to both islands. And um, I think uh, the history has got a, a long way to go yet.
0: Yeah, look, as murky as that history is, uh, you know, right at the start, uh, any excuse to, to look back over you know, what has been such a, an important part of local sport for uh, years and years um, and, and get some sort of legends of the, of the local game over the last few decades together to have a reminisce?
1: Yeah, it was great to just meet up with the three guys. Um, to be honest, it, it was it was near enough an hour, the best part of an hour with them, and it, it could have been best part of a weekend with them. They've, they've got stories which are just great fun to hear and sort of so many memories. I mean, you've got guys who are playing in the Siam Cup for over 20 years. Um, obviously, you, you don't remember individual moments, but just the whole experience of the Siam Cup is just sort of it's just, it's ingrained in them. And um, there's just no disguising the love they have of playing in those games. I mean, the, the eyes light up when they start thinking about the various rivalries, and they, they were very much friendly rivalries as well. I mean, on the pitch there was no quarter asked or given, but um, if you couldn't share a beer after the game, then then it was almost a case of what's the point? There's a respect there as well, and yeah, to to listen to the three guys was just it was almost mesmer mesmerising, really.
0: Yeah, well, let's hear from them now. It was Jock Canal, who played 21 consecutive Siam Cups, as we'll hear uh, in the chat. Uh, Dave McGull, who crossed over a bit with him. And then Leighton Batiste, who uh, is still playing, of course, could be in action. Uh, next Saturday, um, uh, and someone who crossed over a bit with with Dave. So um, yeah, nice overlapping of the last thirty years, and uh, an overlapping of the the forward pack as well.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's it's nice that we've managed to sort of find three Guernsey men who have, have won the Siam, considering our record isn't isn't fantastic, in it. But um, yeah, the three Siam Cup winners, but more importantly perhaps sort of three larger than life characters as well
0: as you say you spent uh, an hour with them i think the idea of a weekend would be quite dangerous with those three <laughs> um, but we kept it to an hour um it, yeah here's the the chat then between gareth uh, jock dave and leighton
1: enjoy okay guys welcome thanks very much for joining us for our centenary sime cup special i'm going to start off with a very general question in, i don't know how easy it is for you guys to answer but just in your sort of words, what makes the Siam so special? Should we go to Jock first?
2: Well, it's it's the closest a lot of us is going to get to international, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you know the rivalries there. Are, uh, it's 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 the most intense game that you'll get at this level, and uh, because of that special rivalry, you know, there's there's a lot more to it than just a game of rugby. That's yeah, it's good fun, great competitiveness. Love it.
3: Yeah, it's the it's the history for me. Is just you know when you put your shirt on and you take part in the in the Siam, you just think you know there's a hundred years of history there. That is, you know, there's people pre 60s that you know we I've never heard of before that would have worn the, the you know the the three and the four shirt or the five shirt whichever whichever one you 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 were playing at the time. Um, and that that's special. And you know, anybody that doesn't know the history of the Siam Cup itself, it's always it's always a nice story to be able to tell and regale people about. Uh, you know, it is it's absolutely unique. In the same, you know, it, it, I'd even say it's more unique than the Calcutta, which is you know it's it's second only to. Um, so yeah, it's a, that's that's the magic of it for me. Yeah, I think it starts with me when you train as like
4: youths as Colts and everything like that and. Uh, you know, you li- literally get brought up like you don't have many games back in when we were younger, and like it's your one of your three games of the year. Like you might go to uh, some sevens tournament, or you might go and play um Dorchester or something, and then it's the Siam. So the two games that you get just before Christmas, or one before Christmas, one afterwards, then the Siam. And the v- images, when you say what you think about it, is like 11 year olds, everyone down from under sixes up to Colts, up to 17, 18. Um, using the green spray paint in their hair and spraying it in and then going to play the jersey lot and they've got red in their hair and they're just like weeks before, you're like, we hate these lot. We're going to get them. <laughs> they've they messed <laughs> us around all these years. We're going to have them. You don't like jersey. You don't like jersey. And it's just literally embedded in you from that like, this, is how big the game is from that age. And then you take it in and you take it in, and you take it in and then you start getting into the senior level and then you start really, it's more, you bring that emotion from all the way from being 11 to being an adult, and then you're just using that and fueling that, and it's just exciting. Yeah. It's just that, like, that day, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just an amazing feeling, so, yeah. And when it's your, your first one, you're obviously
2: young, yeah. and you're, you know, in the squad where guys that have been there, done it before, yeah. and you're feeding off their, you know, their experiences, and then they'll tell you, this is nothing like anything you've played before. And you're like, well, it's a game of rugby. It's a game of rugby, but it is totally nothing like you played before. It is, it's a one-off.
4: Like you're drained after a game of rugby. Any game of rugby, like if you've left it out there, you've left it out there. But physically, you're drained. But with this, there's, I don't know. There's just so much more to it. Like emotionally, like it's, emotions. The one. It's, it's on. It's like just a roller coaster when you're out there. Like especially maybe more in recent years where it's been tight, or when you've got a tight game and you're you've not got the momentum, then you've got the momentum and then you're like, you're just drained in every aspect of it. You're mentally drained, physically drained. Like you come up here, you're like, it you can't even have a pint to start with. You're no. like, I just need a water first and then you're like, right now we'll get on the beers now. It's, like
3: it's crazy. <laughs> Never been that drained. <laughs> and, and it's not just the day. That's that's the thing. It's It's like, it's, Things like this, you guys have started the, you know, the the the, the media frenzy le- leading up to it, and you, you see it on both islands, and and um, you know that kind of week leading up to it, the training sessions leading up to the to the game, and and you know, what's happening with selection. Some of the years that I played, um, selection has been incredibly tight, and. Um, you know, it, 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 times when I played with Jock, and you, you, you know, you might have, you might not get the rub of the green on the day because you might just be going for the big match animal um, that that will that will carry you through. They might have had a really crap season, but um, they'll, they're the guys that get the nod because they'll they'll, they'll stand up to the plate, and. So there's all that emotion and, you know, you've got that through the season and you, you, invariably most of the time you were still smarting from the year before. And like Layton alluded to, from for the younger players, you know, it, you know it's still a very special, um, my boys are playing rugby now and, and that they're, they're always talking about the Siam Cup, you know, leading up to the Siam Cup. And it's not just the, you know, when we used to have it all on the same day, you'd have... Or, or over t- it was over two days it used to be right. over two days so but you would always have the minis tournament on yeah. the same the morning of the siam and so you'd have all these minis playing and you were interested to see how they get on and it has the has has the 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 the, the wave of excitement you know c- carried the 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 young lads through and then onto uh the vets would play pre pre uh, siam and then the Siam was always at three o'clock on the Saturday. And then if you were lucky and lucky enough to be on the bench for the first team, you had to drag your arse out <laughs> <laughs> on the Sunday to play <laughs> for the seconds. One of the best things, one of the best things in 2007, cause I was a
4: replacement. That's right. Yeah. And um, I ended up coming on playing about what, 50 or 60 minutes or whatever. And then, um, we got on and Wally was the second team coach at that point. And, uh, that was my first Siam cup win, like my first Siam first win. And then, uh, sort of like walked over him because I knew that I was going to have to be involved in the Sunday for the Fallets. And he just looked at me, he went, do not bother. He's like, you can stay out as long as you like because this might never, ever happen again. Because the way that Jersey were progressing through the leagues mm. and like we were still sat like three leagues or something below them. Like you just, we just didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously they've gone up and played championship now and we're not too far behind them at this moment. But at that time he's like, this may never happen again, which shows how rare... A win is, because he won it in, what, 88 or 95 or whatever. Then he didn't win it again. Ever. Ever again. And then we got to, like, 2005. Then it was, like, 10 years. So, luckily, it wasn't the case for me. But he just went, don't bother with the Sunday. He's like, I was like, My favourite coach. Well, which was rare for him, because he liked to think he was a bit of a...
2: Aye, uh, stickler. Yeah, Aye. Stickler, yeah. yeah. yeah so, and, and I'd
4: heard about it all because I trained with you guys when I was younger, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to take this one then. I was just, <laughs> you'll get another chance. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we've sort of started bringing up a few a few memories already. Um, we'll go on to sort of like the fondest memories perhaps you've got with the Siam. Um, again, Jock, I think I'm right in saying, out of the three of you, you're the one who's actually won a Man of the Match award as well as. Um, being part of the winning Siam team. One yeah, match I, in, yeah, in 95, actually. 95, aye. Yeah. Um, you have any particularly sort of fond memories of, of that year? No
2: mm-hmm. really, because it was my mother that presented it to me. Really? <laughs> no, I'm lying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, uh, as I was saying to Dave, there's so many memories from so many years, but you just kind of get jumbled up with them, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Maybe it's the age or I don't know But, I mean, 95... We won it in '88, which was outstanding because I think it was about 20 years. I
1: think it's 21 years. 21 yeah. years
2: before that, so that was mega sweet. That and that was over there in Jersey, and '95. Uh, everybody played fantastic. I mean, I don't know why I got man of the match because it was a beautiful team effort, yeah. and that was it. But I know. I think was was it not the last kick of the game? <laughs> Oh, and I left my foot like a pound of mince. Like a pound of mince, <laughs> 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 made the biggest noise out I mean, boom.
1: It sounded like it a bomb going
2: off of the harbour and <laughs> the touch. But that was, the end, of the that was the end of the game. That was end of the game.
3: But not many people realise. Well, they should. But it was really it was a big it was a big deal. I played lots of Siams with you, Jock. But um, you you played twenty one consecutive the only person ever to play 21 consecutive siams i think you would probably argue that a couple of them you may not <laughs> you maybe shouldn't have played um busted hands and all the rest of it but you didn't you didn't miss one for 21 years and no but that's never been
2: and what what I'm really chuffed me all through the seasons that i've played and that thanks to Jason Marock <laughs> um i got the ugliest player on the park every week really and, yeah <laughs>
3: Which was nice. That's, that is. That's yeah. a, an accolade that you don't often hear people, you know, cry, crying about. And no, but, you know, I mean, you, you, should, like, you can't you remember should, yeah, Exactly.
4: Take, the, take them all where they come. That's why your skin's so good, because his shorts are always covered in plaster. <laughs> 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 so, <Exploited. laughs> he, he, yeah, it just exfoliated your, your face. Like, it always covered in plaster when he came down to training. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but though, I can imagine after 21 on the bounce, you're going to... They, they all seem to blend. Aye,
2: yeah. It was, I mean, playing f- for that many, uh, play with so many fantastic players. Like when I started, obviously I was young, and play, players like uh, John Good, Pat McKeary, mm. Richie Jenkins, the guys like that were just fantastic players, fantastic characters, and I uh, uh, yeah, i uh, blessed to have been able to play so many, like, you know, yeah. I've not had many serious injuries, which is great. And obviously, uh, we must have a really poor squad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: didn't seem didn't seem to change as much in those days as it does nowadays, that's for sure. I mean, most of the times I see your name is next to Graham Hart. <laughs>
2: Aye. Yeah, we were kind of joined at
3: the hip for a wee while. <laughs> best part, like 17 years, almost, partnership, wasn't it? I, I did he, he was a good team as well, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Because
3: yeah. Uh, I, when when I first turned up, that was that was one of the the big partnerships. It was very difficult to get a game, or at least start a game when you two were there. And uh, uh, but it was it, it was it was a great time to learn from both of you because you complemented each other so well. You know, you the kind of live jumper every ball any butch way but loose. And, you know, Hardsey just got through so much work. He had an amazing, for a big guy, you know, he had an amazing engine on him. He wasn't the tallest, but crikey, he could get through some work. Yeah,
2: yeah. and he had lovely hands. He was amazing. He was yeah. a good, good hands, you know, he could you know, pop a nice wee pass here and there, something I've never done. no, 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 absolutely There's not. nobody that can no. actually say they've received a pass off a joke. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> bounced off your face a couple of times. Aye, right aye. into my hands. Yeah. Which Added is, to to a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: no, but that was, that was, yeah, that was, there was a pretty consistent team. Mikey Smith as well.
2: I, I was there. Yeah. yeah. Martin Petty and that. Yeah. But I mean, some of the front rows, when I first started playing, you know, you had guys like John Lucas, Brian Allen, uh, Gordon Russell, Boy with a Man's Head. Um, and and the game was different. Yeah. The game was totally different. Like, you know, the scrummaging, it was how low could you tack the scrum? Like Gordon Russell and Tony Riddle, hookers, like could literally hook it after their nose. They were that low. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't get that now. I mean, but it was a total different, total different. You know, coming through the, that long time of playing and the way the game's evolved, it, it's quite... It's, it's totally different from, from those days to what it is now. It's a lot safer now. Uh, you know, the lads are a bit bigger these days, I would imagine. Training's mere a wee bit, more sense, uh, you know, stepped up a wee bit yeah. more intense. So you've got to be a bit more player-friendly. If You know, looking after the players in our day, when I was younger, it was hell for leather, doesn't matter, just get stuck into it, you know. Mm. But we there were some cracking players, cracking players.
3: Bill Lomier—that's another brilliant. He was a good captain, wasn't he? he I think he won it in the sixties. I think he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He 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 was a, a thorn in Jersey side for a long time. Sixty-three, I seem to recall. And yeah, the Guernsey and, had a good record in the sixties. Yeah. Funny enough, that's sort of yeah. like the
1: best actual overall period. They they sort of there was about four years where they didn't lose. Yeah, there yeah, was it a draw. There's yeah. a few
4: wins as well. Yeah,
3: and that that team you—I oh, I, I can't say. Uh, without offending anybody but I, I do know bill and you know I certainly heard some great stories that you would tell when, you've, w- when you when you're a nipper turning up to the club and big bill was down but that he's the sort of guy that you would build a team around yeah and you know a good captain as well but hard hard as a coffin nail and that's, this, that's the that's sort of difference as well i mean there's the the boys today are 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 really tough they're they're hard physically it's a it's a collision sport now. It's completely, like Jock says, it's completely different. But then equally, you know, uh, you've got guys like Bill who, you know, you wouldn't cross with a baseball bat no, <laughs> in a hundred million no, no. years. The real tough characters, but also generous with their, their, their time and, and the, you know, their experience. In the same way, when I first turned up, Jock, and uh, he was generous with his time, certainly not his wallet. But... um <laughs> But that's I I look back on uh, as coming because I had uh, I time in Devon and playing in uh, in the youth setup at Exeter and things like that, and it was totally different. And then you come here and you 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 know you're identified as a a player for the future. So people invest time and, and effort in you know maturing you, and that's what it was. It was it was a maturing process, growing up you know some of my peers like Andy Bailey and uh Ross Roberts and uh some of the Jim Wyatt's and 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 the like Jim Raynard, you know <laughs> um we all kind of came into the first team at a similar sort of time and we went through that maturing process but it was thanks to guys like Jock and and Graham and Jason Morocco and Smithy and Stevie Burt I mean Steve Burt was one of the best captains I I ever had you didn't want to uh, get on the wrong side of Stevie in the change room pre you know pre game uh, you get your lamps knocked in before you'd even <laughs> yeah, it was a good one for, for slapping you in the head yeah.
2: <laughs> to, to get you fired up. Yeah, Nobody used to do the John though.
3: no, no. J C. Well, wow, uh, JC's yeah, an absolute legend as well. Uh, <laughs> I remember, was one game and uh,
2: Stevie was going round and he, he was he was letting loose and slapping people and punching people, getting them fired up and that. I remember, oh, Starting the bike doing on the gum shield and getting the bit, right, this is on, this is on. Then two heads pop round the shutter <laughs> riggers and Dave Wadley and they just went, Is he finished yet?
1: <laughs>
3: it was yeah, it was it was it was a good time and you know, I miss the I know it sounds terrible, but you know, you kinda of miss that old the old rugby club days where you know, it was it was an absolute dump. Don't get me wrong, but it was our dump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our it's in some really good times, uh, and, and as for for me to sort of spend my formative years with those types of guys and those players, um, it was excellent. It was really good, and and I like to think that I was able to pass on that kind of yeah, yeah. That knowledge and that sort of spirit. That well, that was the thing. Like when as you
4: get, a have sort of. I was coming to, like, the back end, like, you were coming to the back end as I was sort of... Starting off. Starting off. So I was, like, picking up, like, like, the after game sort of stuff. So I think I only got, like, a year out of that clubhouse before it got demolished. Yeah. But I still remember, I remember having my 21st birthday there, like you're saying, it was a dump, but it was our dump. We (laughs) could do what we wanted in there. So it was, I think that was the last part that ever happened in there. And then, like, it's just not the same because it's so weird, like, from my point of view, I've gone from, like, the Davies, the Bales the the I've gone through like three or four, like it sounds weird, three or four different generations of rugby player. Like I came down to training when I was like, when you were allowed to, like when I was like 15, 15. 15 yeah, yeah. And I was training with like Matt Morgan, Carl Johnson, Davey, Bales, like Dave Willis mm. and everything like that. And then a couple of years ago and then those guys sort of are coming to the back end of it, sort of going uh, second team, fading out or just knocking it on the head. And then it's like a whole new lot of people. Then it's like, Geordie, Barts, yeah. BC. And then like Geordie retires. We're still coaching, still mates, and then, you know, play with Barts for a few more years. He's gone, and then you get the Matty Ts, the Louise, you know, and you get in that that group of people. So I'm going through like I'm trying to take what Davy and stuff had learned off jock and trying to bring it on, doing the songs and doing everything from uh, the back of the bus and trying to get the same. Yeah, it's a it's a culture. Yeah.
3: It's a culture. And it's nice to sit here and talk about the old days and how nostalgic that is but but being absolutely clear it's a real privilege to be part of the club at, as it is today, yeah, and to sit here you know and see where the clubs come from and see the standard of rugby that the boys are playing and and when we talk about culture um it's it's about being proud of the team, and I like to think that people are proud of us uh, and that generation. I remember what, you know i don't think I bought a beer for about a month after winning the Siam Cup, and we took it round all over the the town on on when we got back on the Monday, and it was phenomenal. And you know, people were genuinely, you know, the Guernsey folk were generally, genuinely, rather, uh, really proud of what we'd achieved. And and equally, you know, when the boys last won it um, uh, a couple of years back, I mean, I couldn't have been more proud. And mm-hmm. and to see that, and to let that team, that team of really great lads, experience that feeling. Because it it was always that carrot, you know, that yeah. when Jockey told me about it and you know hearing what it was like, I, I felt like I played ninety five because I felt that I was there. And we used to watch it on the VHS video in the old clubhouse on the big screen. You know, you, you you'd feel that you wanted to be part of that, yeah. and uh, and to understand what it what, what it felt like. Uh, Steve Williamson, absolutely brilliant bloke, um, good good player, um, club stalwart, played. Nine Siam Cups and never experienced a win, and I think that you know, you know, and, and when I remember speaking to him in two thousand and seven, saying, "Look, Steve, I'm going out there, and I'm I'm going to sweat blood for you," and I did it for you know, I was put Stevie in my mind when literally when we went you out did, there. yeah, and that was that was special. Yeah, the two
4: thousand and seven, you literally did because. You know oh yeah! I mean? <laughs> so in, there, was that, there was that scrum where LOL was messing around with. No, hook- it was me.
3: Um, <laughs> I, I deserved it. A- Steve-, Steve O'Brien. <laughs> Steve O'Brien.
4: Steve O'Brien comes from from fifteen to flanker to hooker. Yeah, just to then, sort me out. And just wallops you. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I'm sort of on the bench and I'm like it's between me and Roscoe. <laughs> Roscoe can play both sides. And to be fair, like I didn't know what was going to happen. And J C like John Colley, he just said you're going on. And I was like, what do you mean? he's like, I believe you're going on. He goes, all you have to do is scrum, rock and line out. And I ended up going on ahead of Roscoe who had been like a club store as well. He'd been playing for, he played 2005 um, and he played, he played loads of games for for the first and I thought, I'll definitely go Roscoe ahead of, of me. And he picked me and I was like, it unbelievable. I just remember running up and down the side because it was like in that 22. I remember running up and down the side and Doc Andrews <laughs> and he got your nose and I was just like earwigging. Was, I was like warming up. I was like, oh, what's going on here? And he literally went, there's no way he can play anymore. And he put your nose and it literally went from one side of the face to the other. He's like, he's got to go off. Like, well, right the, the, all the vets were, because
3: <laughs> I was having a, a particularly good game that day and you were saying, Jock, how low you could take it. So there's Simon Shower on the loose head. Uh, there's Lull held out at Hooker. And we're up against, you know, um, uh, Nathan... Uh, Kemp. Nathan Kemp, yeah. And my old oppo, uh, Marcus nobs, who I think I played every... Uh, I played 10 altogether, and I think every single one of them I played against Marcus. And, uh, you know, he's a he, you know, another Jersey legend and a great bloke, actually. And um, so these are t- decent players. And I was having a, a rare old time... Got a bit cocky. Uh, Thought I'd um, stick one on uh, Mr O'Brien, who was an amateur boxer. (laughs) (laughs) World heavyweight champion. (laughs) (laughs) An Irish boxer. That that was a big mistake. And so he put one through and and rearranged my face. But I I, I remember kind of thinking, oh, bugger. And it was at the time when... um, yeah, they, all the rugby league lads were taping up their face. Do you remember? Yeah. They, they busted it. I can't remember. There Was a Was it Flowers? I can't remember his name. And he, he basically broke his nose, so he just put a load of tape around it just to hold it into place. So I was like, Doc, can you can you, can you tape it? And he's like, oh, just have a little look for you, see. I, I tell you, I would admit it. And, and all the boys are shouting, get him back on, get him back on. And, and Doc just clicked the nose and <laughs> down. He was like, get him off, get him <laughs> off. <on." laughs>
2: But you led with the nose in quite a few games, I did yeah, you? I did, yeah.
3: I think three times, actually. Yeah, goodness <laughs> me. But there we go.
1: It's actually one of my most favourite pictures we got at, sort of on our system at work is uh, Andy Bailey lifting the Simon in 2007 and you're in forefront <laughs> and giving it a big <laughs> fist pump, but your nose is rearranged and your shirt is mainly red. It's red, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: quite... It was, uh, it, uh, yeah, I was a wee bit sore afterwards. But uh, at the end of the day, that just—I mean—I could have carried on. I would have carried on playing. It's just the the this the it's what you. Those are memories. I don't really remember too much about the game. I remember making one particular tackle, and I thought, bloody hell, yeah, that's—I'll take that all day long. And but other than that, I remember Jordy's try, and uh, but but that Siam against my my very first Siam as well, which was also in Jersey. You know, they all kind of do blend, and yeah. it's that it's that. um Obviously, remember getting my head kicked in by Matt Banahan as well. There seems to be a, a theme running <laughs> with some of my Scion Cup stories. I'm giving you a couple of digs, as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, they, it, it, uh, I've got them up on the. I've got my first one, I've got the winning one, and I've got the. Um, i got my last one, uh, which I swapped with Marcus Nobbs after I've after got shot ten years. Yeah, so the cloths are oldest, like you know, the but they all. Areas they just, they just, yeah. I know <laughs> Siam
4: Cups are won, but didn't you win the Fallets as well with, wasn't it the first time they'd won the Fallets in like,
3: yes, like years? I mean like years and years, like a long time. I think it was, thir- ooh, uh, yeah, 20 something years. So I, and that was back in the days when, if you play, if you're on the bench. Two days. Yeah. So that was, um, crikey, I'm trying to think now. That was probably 2002. It was just after we won the Hampshire Bowl, well, which right, was 2001. Right? And, so I captained the seconds and the next day and lo and behold, it was either you or G. Um, I was hoping that you were going to last most of the game. And actually you didn't (laughs) I think one of you came off after about eight minutes. So I had to play play all the Siam Cup and then captain the twos the next day, (laughs) wrapped up in cotton wool and sat in a cold bath. Um, But it was well worth it. Yeah. And that was another game. We we hammered them by one point. So 1920, we scored four, four tries. They scored one, but, um, again yeah some Andy Bailey played in that one and there was Jimmy Elliott played in that one and so that's the, the you know you look at those players now Andy went on to be the most successful captain i think we've had uh, in the modern modern era i'd s- suggest and um uh, yeah and we, we were all playing for the twos that day so yeah so i've, I've been lucky enough to win Siam Fally's a handful of Nash Cup didn't win the Colts one though don't know what that's called, but yeah, definitely. We drew it, I think. I won my last Colts one, and I haven't won a Falaise, but
4: I'll soon win the Nash Cup. Some more years. <laughs> but no, I think 2007 was the last time they did the two day, didn't they? They did. Yeah. The 2007 was the last one. I'll tell you what, the two day, I, I'd miss it. It was so, so good because there was no like rush, there was no like in and out sort of feeling. It was like 2007 was great because you went in that particular instance. We'd won the Sam Cup, we were like massive underdogs. Like it was nothing better than clapping all the Jersey rugby royalty on the top balcony while they were all looking at us. We were like, Yeah, yeah, cheers, <laughs> thanks a lot. And then um, and then the next day on the Sunday, going to watch the twos, the twos play. And there's just 20 odd of us just absolutely steaming in their clubhouse, <laughs> just singing the, the you know, where's your siam gone, Like playing spoof and that on the tables, and they're just looking at us just so angrily, and we're like, Ah, this is great. This is amazing. You go and watch the boys play and then everyone comes in on that Sunday afternoon and it's just a massive weekend of just everyone coming together. Like It's like the talk is it is the last game of... The last game
3: of the season. The last game yeah. of the
4: season no matter what. So you know whatever happens, you're going out with a with a massive... Yeah, with a bang.
3: Yeah. Right.
4: So yeah, it's, it's good. But I do miss the double-headers. It was good because they used to try to get all the youth in and then... Then Nash, then Siam, and then the next day would be. Was it, or they soon become the ladies, and now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the so, Colts, Sorry, the Colts the oh, courts used to
3: play on the on the Sunday morning. Didn't did they? Oh yeah, yeah. ten thirty or eleven. It was yeah. Tuesday afternoon, yeah. 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 Tuesday right. were like a. I always two remember break.
2: in '88 we, <laughs> we came out the changing room, but we a wee bit gobs, because we'd won it, and there was a bit of shampoo flying about and that, and. Uh, we walked That's in. champagne
3: for <laughs> <a coaster. laughs> no, I'm <Sean>. Oh, champagne! <laughs> my too. name is champagne. But... <laughs> Wash and go.
2: <laughs> Wash and went. And we, we I remember, mean, walked into the club and we ought to, a beer and that. And John Good sat in the corner and he went over here, but over here. And we walked across and All right, he goodies, "Yeah, sit in the corner." He said, "It's now time for some serious gloating." <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Uh. The, the other good thing about the double headers is that, um, you know, we, we we talk about the guys that we played with, but the guys that you played against as well, and you know the the kind of rivalries and the friendly rivalries and the serious rivalries as well. You know, there was I mean, the, the, there was a couple of years. I can't remember which year you told me about, but basically, Di Burton managed to fly over an entire front row from was it Pontypool or. Or someone they they didn't even know why they were there, <laughs> they had no clue. But we you know we fancied our chances because they had a raft of injuries. But all of a sudden, oh. load of these guys turn up out of nowhere <laughs> and end up coming out on the drink with the with the Gounzy lads, lads
2: after? No, there was some good rivalries. Eh? I remember when I first started playing, my opposite number was um, Nick Lindsay. Nick Lindsay, Jambo's. Big lad. Jambo's. Uh, he looked after
3: the girl at uh, Jersey Zoo. All right, uh, Jambo. Yeah, I'm sure
2: they got mixed up in the changing room sometime, but
3: <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he took he took you up there, didn't he? He took you. I to I
2: meet took him. he took me up to see him, right? Yeah, yeah. I might to well get out before he found me. i right? <laughs> <laughs> You
3: didn't
1: give the gorilla your shirt, did you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but that's you know we've even now I still stay in touch with some of the guys in Jersey, and that's special as well, because uh, you know the the. Um, uh, the last, the, la- the my last one. I remember just going over to Nobby and just shaking his hand and saying, "It's been a pleasure playing against you and sh- swapping shirts." And yeah, and, and you know, we still s- stay in touch now. And and that for me is also what that's something very special. And I, and I think, I think that's harder to maintain now. I think though, you know, obviously Jersey are, you know, they they're absolutely flying. And you know, I think they're second in the championship at the moment. So it's a shame that the the premiership's closed off at the moment, but the inability for the guys to properly socialise and get to know your your opposite number, that was, you know, for good or for ill, <laughs> that was kind of thrust on you back in the days when... Mm. Well, it's, it's hard because I, I know Miles Landrick, who's like the athletics
4: coach there. I played against him for years. I mean, I still chat to him now and again over social media, ask him how he's getting on because he's the groundskeeper there. Um you know, I know he's getting married soon, and that like obviously, Jersey Athletic are doing really well. He'll probably end up coming coaching for the Siam next week if mm. if he can get over and that. And like we, we're friendly, and some of the lads find it weird that I can go and talk to him before a game. But the fact is, I'm not playing against him. He's a coach, and I've known him for so long. There's that. Respect there because we're the same age. Yeah, I we've think done that's the true. same thing. Like he's ended up going and played like championship at one point before he retired with his knee injuries, and he retired at like twenty six or something. And he was good, but I can still go and chat to him and have that, like you said, that respect and and you know that friendship with him even over those years of playing from under elevens all the way up to you know until he retired early. You know, and like you know even the Dave Feltons and stuff. You know, you can go and have a chat with him quite easily. And my brother's got friends from when he was playing that I, you know, that I've met through my brother, and I can go and chat to them and have a, you know, a decent conversation with them as well. So, like you said, it's that there is that hatred or whatever, you know, that rivalry, but there's also that respect, respect mm. and you can still Digimally. go and have a, a beer and a chat before or after. So well, that's
2: it. That's a joy of rugby. Well, yeah. right, isn't it. Yeah, absolutely. Not lumped at each other. At the end of it. It's all finished. Yeah. And I'm a couple of sherries and i some
3: of the uh, some of the best props I ever played against were were really kind of generous after the afterwards with their time in there you know and that was that was the for me that some of the best memories I've got of rugby is just having you know l- being twisted up down left right and inside out by a chap called uh, Nick West and um he played for it was old regations and he should have been an England cap for sure but afterwards, we, you know, we go out, have a few drinks, and he'd tell me what I was, where I was going wrong, and what I was doing. And you know, the, the, there's the respect there. But it's, same for same for the Jersey lads. Um, and actually, I, I honestly believe, <clears throat> and I, whether I'll get shouted at for this or, or not, but Jersey's continued success has has been the catalyst for Irish success. They, you know, we have to. You know, for the Siam Cup is such an important event. Um, it's 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 so important to rugby, if if I'm being honest, and um, for the islands uh, to have the Siam Cup as a as a genuine spectacle um, and a, and a competition is so important. Um, it's easily the biggest crowd that any of us would will ever play in front of. Um, that might not be the same for the Jersey guys these days, but for us, that's. You know that standard, and their, them continuing to develop their standard and and push their push their standards on, uh, in, invariably will will we'll, it dragged us on at, at 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 certain points, and to the to the extent where, you know, our purple patch in the in the 90s was was I think was
1: as a du- direct result of of their success. I've got to ask. You, you brought up the name Matt Banahan. Did you actually? <laughs> did you have a drink with him after? Yeah, that? yeah. Right. Uh, he's
3: um, <laughs> it's funny. Um, he's a really, really lovely guy. A really lovely guy, and um, he's got. He's from a really lovely family as well. Um, his mum and dad are, are are honestly so nice. They're such nice people, and he was just a, you know, an unbelievable talent. Yeah. Um, the first time we played against him I think was '02 2 or might be been one and he was in the second row and he caught the ball in the line-out and then ran 75 yards that up was, the field. I
1: think that was the first time I reported on and he scored a try. I think he was only 17 or 17. something. 17. And he Some scored this are, try yeah. and it was just... He bounced and Andy Bailey at full yeah. back and we remember <laughs> yeah. that. Big lad, big lad big really lads. athletic
2: and well, loads of skill. Yeah. I don't know why he came. come him? No, you know? I know he
4: didn't
3: really do much, did he?
4: <laughs> <laughs> but to say how nice he is, like, I haven't actually said this story very often. There's only a few people that know it, to be fair. In 2007, when we went over separately, we went on the boat. Um, Banham was on the boat. He'd come from Paul down to Guernsey to Jersey. So when I got on at Jersey, he was there, and I ended up. We ended up chatting in the six-seater thing on the condo, and. Um, He's like, so you playing today? I was like, yeah, I've, I've made the bench and that. He's like, oh, you'll love it. It's an amazing thing. He's like, what have you got planned? He's like, well, I actually need to go to St. Helier and buy some new boots because I, I said mine have just split a trade on Thursday. I was <laughs> like, my plan is to go. He goes, he goes, I think he'd just either signed for Irish or he'd just moved to Bath. He'd just it, moved to Bath. He'd just moved yeah. to Bath. Yeah. And he said, he said, I'll just go and check if I've got a spare pair in my, in my car. I went, oh, don't be silly, don't be silly. You don't have to do that for me. And he went, no, no. He's like, I'll go down. So he went down, came back about 25 minutes later. And he went, oh, I've got you these. He goes, these are from my my agent. I'm sponsored by uh, Puma or whatever. He gave me a pair of, uh, at the time, like the brand new Puma Kings. They had their own, like, specialised studs. And he gave them to me. And I said, I said, oh, do you want any money? Like, at that time, it was cash, in. Yeah. And I was like, do you want any money? I've got some on me. He's like, no, don't be silly. He goes, I get those for free. He's like um, you have those boots. <laughs> yeah. So I wore but because he's massive, he got I've got I'm like a size twelve, he's like a size fourteen or fifteen. So I had to wear two pairs of socks.
2: <laughs> but but, like but I wore
4: those boots in the two 2007, 2007, <laughs> so I am and we ended up winning. And I was like, well, wow. but that's just how nice he is. Like he didn't want any money off me. Like he literally, I'm from Guernsey, from Jersey, he could have been like, I'm gonna make his day. You know what? I'm gonna mess up his preparation. He can go to Saint Helier and go and get his boots and, wait and spend his money, and he oh. just went, no, nah, no. Nah. He's all like, and check, opened up his boot and got him, and I was like, Do you know what, that's top top guy, really. You yeah, know?
3: really, really good guy, really good guy, and like I said, yeah, we spent. We always had a couple of sherbets yeah. after after the game.
1: Well, the funny thing is, a lot of people have seen you online without actually knowing who you are. Because yeah, yeah. if you search Matt Banahan, it that, comes that, up. Surely, that's why Punch Up comes up yeah. on YouTube. if you put Banner- in Dave McCall, <laughs> the
4: guy from the Goonie, comes yeah. up. You know, yeah. You <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: well, it's true because um they might not know my name, but I certainly get called a few things in the comments. <laughs> 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 but no, he's yeah, he's. I, I would have always. Uh, you know, I, I think he's... I, I don't even know if he's playing for Gloucester this year, but I don't think he's come out. I think no, he's just retired. Retired. Yeah. retired. I would have loved to see him play Somebody one more time. Somebody stole his boots. He's yeah. actually playing... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turned him upside down and rattled him for his change as well, yeah. I would have loved to see him play one more time for, for Jersey. Aye. I think Aye. that would have been really nice. He's week.
1: actually taking up golf now because I follow him on Twitter and he's, oh, he's really? been playing for which, wherever, whichever county he lives in. He's playing for Well, He's them.
4: actually yeah. a really good hockey player because he could have played hockey for England... Um, rugby, and now he's te- he's like well into his golf. I watch yeah. it on Instagram, he's always golfing. But yeah, he was actually a really good hockey player as well. So
1: I think it, his height almost held him back in hockey because it it just did his back lean oh, like in leaning over. He hockey, actually said when you that to it. me when I spoke yeah. to him. He oh. said,
3: "Yeah, leaning over." His hockey stick was uh, 17 feet long. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, just moving on slightly, I just want to ask, sort of, all of you. The thing is, with Siam's Jersey have basically always been favourites. Perhaps not quite as much in the last couple of years because of how the, the eligibility rules have gone. But um, in these, in those games, were you always? Did you go in confident? I mean, how was the mood in the Guernsey camp going into a Siam Cup match?
4: Personally, I quite liked being the underdog because, like, in a way, you'd always go out and give your all, but you knew whatever happened, like, everyone's expecting you. Even though the Guernsey guys are like, oh, you, you know, it's going to be tight. You get people in the week coming up to you, and you're like, oh, you know what, do you reckon? And you're like, well, we're going to win. And they're like, oh yeah. And then they contradict you, and you're like, well, don't ask me then. <laughs> like, yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Like, right. you're meant to be. Don't ask me my opinion if I say, oh, I think we're going to win. And you go, no, nah, I don't think you will. Like, don't antagonise me. Like, I believe that we're going to go and win. There's no point talking the field
2: if you do think you're going to
4: win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a white flag straight away, isn't it? Yeah, that's funny. I, I
2: think the idea of being in, you know label the underdog, is it can help you and it can hinder you. It all depends what your mindset is. You've just got... One of the things that I was was told to me, go out there and whatever number is on your back, beat the guy with a different shirt colour, but the same number. If you beat him and nobody else does that to their number, happy days, anything can happen. And that's it. You know, just...
3: Yeah, I, I I think that when, so I, I played 99 and we were well beaten and that another great, um, a, the biggest thorn on our side for a, a long time was Richie Griffiths, the, the Jer- Jersey uh, redhead number eight, who mm. was dynamite, absolutely. And that was quite often the difference between the two teams, there would be just one extraordinary player that they had at the time or 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 and and uh, as a team they weren't necessarily better and they weren't necessarily better coached um but but it was just that confidence that they could derive from one player being an extraordinary and we in the same way that we had Matt Morgan when Matt Morgan turned up and you know, we we had a, we had Jimmy Reynard, who's you know a, again one of the best players that have ever put on a a Guernsey Rugby Club shirt. Um, but Matt was just another level up. He was you know he played used to professionally on the wing for Swansea. Uh, or uh, yeah, it was he was Swansea, and you know at six foot five, um, you know nineteen stone, you know not an ounce of fat on him. 190-kilo bench press. I mean, he was just a, a physical specimen. And I remember the first time he touched the ball in a game um, uh, in London. And the first time he touched the ball, he carried five guys on the shoulders over the over the try line And we just thought, oh, hang a bang. And you could build you can build it around players like that. And Josie always seemed to have like one or two. Just, they were the difference. You know, Rad Montgomery was another that wonderful, uh, wonderful...
2: In the early days, Taylor played, and he just had a siege gun boot. Yeah. We'd get a lot of pressure and get down into their red zone. And the next minute, you know, they'd, we'd spill the ball or something, and boom, you're back on your end try line because he had it, and he had cracking rugby brain. He, he, he was a he was he was a class act Taylor at fly half, and the yeah, was a like like uh, Ian Anderson at prop, oh, yeah a good standard yeah. in Scotland, and he was a cracking player. Peter Knoll from Newport, uh, yeah, they they've, they've always had some some class players. But even I remember in one of my years. opposition numbers was uh, Damian Horn. Remember him? Oh right, six okay. Six foot ten he was. Yeah, and I was never the biggest second row, only six three, and I was playing against this thing, and I thought, I don't know if I'm going to play against this until I hear it talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he was a big strong lad, but fair play, and that was in the days before. Lifted, lifted yeah. in the line yeah. out, you know what I mean? I'm standing here and he's like seven inches taller than me, and I'm thinking. But fair play to him, he did perfect the art of jumping down the way, so <laughs> i the right against him. So
4: even in recent times, you've got like Ben Evans who played tight head for yeah. them. He was Aye. phenomenal. Aye. He was he was really good, like when he first came in for them. Um you had V, he was
3: V nicest bloke you'll ever meet, wow. really like just an absolute unit. Um Latu. Latu. Nathan Kemp and that 's the thing so in two thousand and five when we won it after ten years, um, you know, we had willoughby bloom and um who who again you know not many people know of of him unless you saw him play and you know i think pro- second only to um, to Barno really in terms of quality scrum halves yeah. that i 've seen or certainly played with i, I wasn 't lucky enough to play with Barno but um you know, Willoughby was just... Yeah, he was, a he, was a, he was a He was another back row forward, but had an unbelievable um, uh, all-round game about him. And uh, TJ Smith, um, he turned up out of nowhere, and, and that was the difference. Yeah. That was the difference. You know, just a little bit of quality in and in amongst a, a really good, good side, a genuinely good side. And the next year, they signed the first two professionals, which was Latu and Nathan Kemp, and they were the difference the next year um but you you talking about the confidence going into the game absolutely we had confidence but it was just the self belief and it just looking around thinking you know we 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 would, we were getting promoted out of national uh, sorry uh, out of hampshire 3 um we went unbeaten one year in uh, southwest 4 i think we didn't lose a game and in uh, 2004 we only lost the siam but you know the team came together and we said next year we're we're, going to win it and sure enough we went on the team went on and won it but um,
4: I think like you said Jersey always had that like those one or two like outstanding exceptional players and then they had like a couple of dots that were not bad players but not good and they never had like awful players but I think when you go over like looking at that the squads here like just from 2007 8 and 18 like there's not any player there that's bad, but collectively they're like, we're all around like the like player-wise say like 60, 75%, but all together as a collective, we gelled and we came together and did it. Whereas they'd have like the, you know, some teams have that like 12, that just, you just give them the ball and they, they do it. A bit like the Matt Morgan, you give them the ball or Jim Reynard, you give them the ball and they're going to do something. They've got those players, whereas we know that we have to
3: work together. Yeah we, had, we, yeah, we had we had uh, every single. I think every one that I've seen is and w- where we've won it is where we've played better as a team. Yeah, as a team, definitely. Mm. And oh, do, right. that's that's yeah. where you.
2: I mean, it, it, I mean, uh, individuals can make a, a lot of difference, but not very often an individual
3: win you a game. No. But the problem you know is I mean?
4: when Jersey had those better players like the, those boys, and when they were when we were putting them under pressure, they were sort of like going.
3: They were looking to them do, to do, do something. something. like Do yeah.
4: something, because this is what we've been training with. When we're in trouble, we just give you the ball and you do something. Well, Whereas...
3: Uh, 2008 was a classic example of that. They had some fantastic players. They had a couple of Tongan internationals. The, the lad in the centre, I forget his name, but Jimmy Elliott. Topo, uh, to, uh,
4: to, uh, to tupo, to, tupo. Tupo,
3: And Jimmy Elliott had him in his pocket for the whole game. And this guy was just looking around thinking... I finished my season. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Why do I have to play this another game? And and that is something that you can't. You, if if somebody doesn't understand it and doesn't understand the importance of this game, they're they're thinking I've had my paycheck. I've done my. I've done yeah, yeah. you know. I've done my bit this season. I'm wanting to get out off on holiday and sun myself. And whereas Jimmy Elliott is a gownsy lad that's you know you know, being a, a, a huge um, player still, I mean, how he Harry still rolls out now. I, I reckon if, <laughs> if the first team needed him on Saturday, I'm sure he'd be ready yeah. to go. And that's Jimmy. Um, he's, stupid. he's
1: one of the few that has won, <laughs> won three, actually. He yeah. He played in all three of those. That's and there's, right. There's only about three of them. There's Billy, uh, Billy,
3: Darren, uh, boss eyed Billy. Yeah. Um, Jim Rain, Jim Rain, I didn't.
1: Mean. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But those you say about the importance, and you know, we get to that time of the year. Like I know it's a bit different this year because it's in November, but you get to that May time in Jersey, you play it down. They're like, oh, it's not important, it's not important, and like we tend to do that as well. But they say it's not important. Well, I will tell you how important it is. In two thousand and seven, when Steve O'Brien lost it, and he was the <laughs> captain, and they were literally calling for his head. And they were literally, like, the chairman got it, the president got it, they all got it. They were like, all the jersey, and they were like, this is a disgrace, you've lost to Guernsey, it's disgusting, you've done it two, uh, within two years, you've lost twice. Like, they wanted to do their heads. And then in 2008, I think he got his shot to say, like, we're going to win it back, redemption. And then he lost it again, and literally, off of his head, he was gone. So if they ever say that it's not important, it is important, because if they didn't care that much, they wouldn't do that sort of stuff, you know? And it's the same with us, like it is important. It's just not a focus point until it needs to be a focus point. Like it's always in the back of the head, but you only just need to bring it back when it's getting towards that time. You know, at the at the end of the day, the the league is important and where we are right, developing it is yeah. massive. But yeah. when that, you know, it, the players know. Like the players know as soon as the February, like January, February get the first four bounds. or five games in, yeah. you think Syme Cup's coming up, I better start keep this form up or otherwise I'm going to stop getting looked at. And then one of my, I was going to say before, one of my favourite times is about, a Month to six weeks before the Siam, you start getting all like the people creeping out from underneath their beds going, Yeah, I got one more in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. I got one more, I got one when they turn up, and then we start saying, They're like, What? This is a bit, this is a bit uh, physical. And I was like, well, What did you think? So I'm covering about four weeks, Like, it doesn't get any easier.
2: I mean, every game on a Saturday is important, and, yeah. And you know, during the week, you get psyched up, you psych yourself up, you're thinking about the game at the weekend, but for the Siam Cup. I saw we but added, did. Uh, you're a wee bit gnarlier at work here. Uh, you can't concentrate. You know what I mean? And people say oh, sad, I'm cut week. Just ignore the old fool. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. But it, it does mean that much to you. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I mean? You eat, sleep, and drink it. And yeah. uh, That's important. But you are and under the can...
4: microscope as well because there's four and a half thousand people here or whatever. And you're. I'm not saying you're not under the microscope when you're in a league game, but there's four and a half thousand people here. Like, do you know what I mean? And you. You don't want to let anyone me. down. You don't yeah. want to let yourself down. You don't want to let the your your teammates down, your boys down, and you don't want to let the Guernsey the Guernsey crowd down either. You know no, because
2: definitely because it
4: means when you come off and you've won it and you hear, and you know you've had people crying to me on a Saturday night going, I can't believe you've won it. I've never won it. Or you get like um, even when you lose it, like they're just so cut, They're like oh we. You know, they're, and they're very sympathetic. I mean, obviously you're going to get the people that are just like, yeah, you're rubbish today. But most of the people, the percentage-wise, are just like, oh, you played so hard. It was such a good game to watch. It was so enjoyable. Like, you couldn't have done any,
1: you know, you I couldn't mean, have yeah. done any more yeah. than what
4: you have done. And, you know, and you can see that after games, with, you know, when we've lost, and people on their backs, on their knees, yeah. and they're just like, like, you just can't, like, honestly, it feels like you just can't breathe because you're just so
3: knackered. You're like, oh. And that's that's the that, that's, that's the emotion as well. That's where you come back to how emotional it is as an experience. Um, and that's really hard to, it's really hard to contain because it could be, it could just eat your energy up completely and you just end up, you're know, you you you're spent. You're spent before you've even got out on the field. And that is a challenge. And that's a challenge for, there's a load of new lads that are going to be playing the first Siam Cup in a couple of weeks' time. And keeping your head in the cooler is something that's really Really difficult, and you know, making sure. I used to get, uh, yeah, I, I I was terrible before games, and um, I, and but but as you get older and you do get more experience, you know that, um, you know how to control that more. And I and and I think actually we're probably doing our lads and the game a bit of discredit now because guys, you know, they they they're so much more professional in the in the in their preparation and their outlook, and you know, but you know, it's still nice to get a bit of fire in your belly and and, and and let people know what that really means. What this means, this game, what it means to people. And like Leighton says, you'll get people coming out from all all sorts of different you'll be, you know, you'll be in Marks and Sparks and somebody will tap you on your shoulder and say, Good luck for Saturday, you know, and mm-hmm. I played in that game in seventy two or whenever, and you're like, wow. And for people like Aidy LePage, who again another unbelievable servant to, to Guernsey Rugby Club. Um, he'd been there and seen it and bought it and done it all. Um, and never stop a pig in a passage, do you? We? No, we? no. Well, he still rides his horse to work.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. It's been great th- to speak to you tonight. Um, just want to have one quick sort of final... I know what the answer is going to be, but I want to ask um, predictions for the centenary sign. It's here on November the 6th.
3: You go first, chess oh, Cheers.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, nah,
4: I'm going to say oh, the cliches. going to be a tight game, but I, I just think, you know, I don't know what squad Jersey is going to bring over. I think that will make a massive difference how many they use from the championship game or the championship squad, sorry. Um, but if you, you know, I do think looking at these this team and how they've played at home and watch the streams and stuff like that, I do think there's... Something special about this team, and I do think, rightfully, you know your your league position says where you are, and I do think we're going to go ahead and, and win the game. Um I'd love to say convincingly, my my head, my heart says convincingly, but you have got to be realistic about these things, and I, I do think it will be tight. But you know, look at 2018; it's a big. I think it's the biggest score in Siam in mm-hmm. history, it was, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, absolutely. I mean, if that's anything to go off with, having this year off, everyone's going to be excited. I think I was going to say before, I think it's good that a couple of the new girls are a little bit oblivious to it because they don't have to live the emotion as much. They just go in and they just play their game and go on with it. But I do think we'll, uh, I do think we'll win, definitely.
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And it's quite unusual feeling that way. Um, you know, you always wonder what sort of tricks Josie's going to pull out. <laughs> and, and, but equally, it's club v club. So, you know, you got to respect where they are and what they've done uh and you know as long as it's safe um and if I was a Guernsey player playing at at the top of national two I'd want to pit myself against the very very best and I didn't want I wouldn't want it to be diluted in any way but I have to say that this is a fantastic squad um and these lads are are genuinely they're a real credit to the the club and, and to the island and I just I've got a funny feeling I just think it's um I think it's theirs to win i think it's theirs. genuinely it's theirs to take if they um if they keep playing the way that they're playing uh winning's a habit yeah. you know it becomes you know you you they probably came off the field last week and looked at each other and said how the hell did we scrape that one through they but, definitely
4: did i was just in the review but, <laughs> um yeah but
3: but that's that's habit and and equally you know look at you know poor old bath and and some other teams at Bristol maybe um that they can't get themselves out of a rut and and um, so you have got two teams that are playing good rugby and i think it'll be a fantastic contest
2: mm. really do i was listening to Jordi on the radio the other day he was saying things like this team has got resilience which is that's a, you know that's that's a good thing to be resilient even if things aren't going your way you say right come on boys we came we can dig deep we can, we can pull this around. We've got faith in each other. And if you've got that kind of faith in your fellow players and you've got a belief that you can do it, there's no
4: reason why you can't. Yeah. I think that scares oppositions as well, to be yeah. honest exactly. with you. Exactly, they see, like They see the Henley game and then they see the Hinkley game. Yeah. they would be like, mm. Let's get this they're here for 80 minutes. They're Just not like going Tyson away. It's Fury. You can yeah. be
2: on your arse a couple of times, but get up mm-hmm.
3: and the about, eh? And that, that is... That's that's the Cyan Cup oh, in in, in, in it's the resilience. Yeah. And I, I can, you know looking at the halftime score thinking, actually, we're we're in this. We're absolutely in this. And that's the, every time we won it, that's the one I, I think, you know, we're we're in this. Stay within you know, within reach. Uh the first 20 minutes it's gonna be brutal. All right, they're gonna be tearing into each other like what a pack of wild dogs. And then w- when that settles down and you see where you are at half-time, that's when you, you know, you're gonna see, you know you going to see who wants it more. Um, I mean, going back
2: to 88, I remember Martin Pate. He was playing in the front row. He was a skipper. And the first scrum, we were well, the underdogs, obviously. But, you know, I mean, It was never on the cards we were going to get a win. But we went down, we packed down, and we hit in the first scrum. And it went down, and Boom Boom got up. And he turned around, and he looked at all of us, and he says, we've got this, boys. Mm. And that's all it took. Mm. And the heckles were up and, right, he's up front, he thinks we've got it, let's go for it, like, you know what I mean? And uh, and uh, the thing is, you you look at your buddies eh, and you think, I know this guy can do it. Mm. And I know he can do it. And, you know, I mean, they've got faith in me. So let, let's, you know, and egging yourself, each other on, and as resilience and camaraderie, and if you've got the passion, if the passion's there, you can achieve anything. Anything. I, I think, I think it's going to be a good one.
4: Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I think Especially
2: when you come along with a double. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to be a double for the boys. Yeah. Just glad
3: I'm not played at it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I'm absolutely mortified that I might not get a shot at it. <laughs> I could barely walk down.
1: Guys, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. And, uh, Thank uh, you very hope much. You enjoy the game. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much. Damn, cheers.
2: cheers. cheers. cheers.